dokie. Here we go. Okie dokie. <laughs> we got to do it quick. Went straight from summer to winter. <laughs> no fall. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, why? How did that happen? I don't know. It oh just... Oh, my gosh. I mean, climate change is what it is. Why? But it took away my favorite season, so I'm pretty mad. I mean, there was like a week. Barely. We we had a little bit. Barely. Of it. We just didn't record any episodes. <laughs> in our, like, nice week of fall. In our nice week. Even though we live in the Pacific Northwest, which is kind of supposed to be fall all the time. So, like, what's the business? It's just supposed to be rain all the time. Is that fall all the time? Yeah. I mean, in a way, it's fall all the time because just the winter is, like, autumn all the time. It's just not pretty autumn. It's, like, yeah. dead tree autumn. And very cold. Yeah, and, like, the spring is just nasty all the time. Anyway, we love – we sure you love hearing about weather. Uh, I'm Alexis. <laughs> I'm Haley. And this is Hysterical History. This is the podcast where we talk about – Weather. It's basically small talk weather. The podcast. <laughs> That'd be so horrible. <laughs> Although I am old enough now that like, if something interesting is happening with the weather, I do want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Which because I used to think that was the most boring thing in the world, but it's only boring when it's like, oh yeah, it's sunny, huh? It's like that's not interesting. Mm-hmm. But like when you're like, man, why is it so cold? And people are like, right? It's like, yeah, we're all just relating <laughs> and agreeing. It's because you have more experience. It's like it's weird that it's cold. Why is it like this? It like hailed for a long time <laughs> a couple did. days ago. It did. I was like, why is the rain so loud? And then I looked outside, <laughs> and it's just effing hail all over the ground. And it's like the whole ground is white. There's so much hail. And it only did it for like ten minutes. And then it was like, and now it's over. And I'm just like, okay. And I, th- I'm pretty sure I heard thunder. I'm like, oh, it's like, this is the end. I keep feeling like, I keep thinking that it's like an earthquake. Mm-hmm. Like a really mild earthquake. I keep feeling like I'm feeling. But then I'm like, it might be so mild that like they don't even report it. I actually looked at our like earthquake thing the other day. Mm-hmm. And it was like, because we had one not too long ago that like you could actually feel. It's barely here, but like you could yeah. tell. Uh, and nothing got damaged. Nothing was wrong. <laughs> Like, it was so funny because it was, like, California had their earthquakes, right? And they were, like, everybody's freaking out, which is fair because theirs were, like, intense. Like, both of them were very big. Yeah. And then we had ours, and it was, like, like medium. Yeah. But it wasn't bad. And, like, we're built for it. So it was just, like, yeah. Because I was, like, did anyone die or have a problem? And I was, like, no. No. <laughs> it just happened. Right. Earth goes shaky, quaky, and then we move on. We had, like, kind of a big one a couple of months ago, but it happened at, like, one in the morning. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's not, it wasn't like, yeah. it's like a medium size compared to the one in California. Yeah, but it was yeah. big enough that we could feel it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I looked at like our earthquake thing and it's like earthquakes here happen literally every day. And yeah. it's just like a point oh two or like a point yeah. one They're or just something. like tiny baby like earth- a one or a two. earthquakes. They're just yeah. very tiny. They're just like, boop. <laughs> so then I was like, maybe I'm just, maybe there's one nearby yeah. and I just felt it. Or they happen like way out in the middle of nowhere so nobody cares. Yeah. But it's weird because it's like, is it thundering or is it an earthquake? I don't really know. But either way, I'm like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't lock out the power or knock out my house. I don't care. Oh. <laughs> I don't think this is really related, but I have to tell you something that happened the other day. Okay. Uh, just because of, like, I'm old and, you know, like you said, you're old enough now that you just can just talk about the weather. Yeah. Uh, but I had this, like, I think it was, like, seven years old come up to me and he's like, hey, what time is it? Uh, and I'm like, it's adventure time. <laughs> and he's like, no, I need to know what time it is. He's like, what? <laughs> and you're like, 7 o'clock. I'm like, 
Never mind. It's seven thirty. Yeah. And he's like, "Okay, like, thanks, weirdo." Okay, bye. <laughs> I didn't want to like, have like a conversation with you. Like, thank God I didn't say it's tool time <laughs> or summertime. Would have gotten reported. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh no, that's like way, way too old for you. The '90s, and God, uncomfortable. Um, okay, we should get into it though. God, I Today, I didn't realize Adventure Time was like. Older, no. a generation behind you. Yeah, I mean, tiny if seven, man, tiny like, man. It came out when they were like a toddler. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, uh, history, today, history. I guess. Yeah, Adventure Times history, and uh, so is this podcast. And we're all gonna die. <laughs> Great, and the weather is weird. Um, but today, and we have a weather thing today. In what kind of? In your thing? In my episode. Mm-hmm. So it's related. But uh, we're going to talk about, we're still spooky, scary time. Spoopy. Ooh. It's Halloween month. It's, yep, Halloween for us is all month. <laughs> and uh, today we're going to talk about uh, Eastern mythology monsters because we all know about our Western monsters. You got your vampires, your zombies, your... Your Nessie. Yeah, Nessie. Your you got, Yeti. Uh, your Sasquatch. Not Yeti. Yeti's uh, Eastern, but Sasquatch is here. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that in my study. I didn't realize that the Yeti was like specifically lives in the Himalayas. Yeah, but he does. Specifically Himalayas. Um, but yeah, Sasquatch, Bigfoot in general. But we're going to learn about some other ones that are, some of them are like, Really terrifying. <laughs> I was like, what Good. is this? Good. And then other ones, I'm just like, what's happening? Um, and a like, varying degree of mythology. Like yeah. some of these things people really believe exist, um, whether or not there's evidence that they exist. And some of these things are like, I wouldn't say people don't believe they exist, but like some of them have like, it lives in this river. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some of them are like, maybe <laughs> yeah. It's part of this mythology story. Right. So it's like, maybe. Right. But sometimes nah. it's like, in the legends, there's this thing. Yes. And sometimes it's like, if you go to this specific house <laughs> on this street, you're going to yeah, die. Exactly. Um, so first we're going to talk about Nagini or Naga. Mm-hmm. Um, Snakes. 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 Um, everybody, I'm sure, has heard of Nagini because of Harry Potter, who's read Harry Potter. Um, I am like mildly offended <laughs> that this the Voldemort named his snake Nagini because it literally just means like snake person. It's like naming your dog dog. It's mm-hmm. like that's rude. Yeah, and it's snake woman specifically, which is why she's a woman because Naga are male and Nagin or Nagini are female. But they're from uh, South Asia, which I have a list for you of countries that are in South Asia. South Asia, I feel like when people reference it, is mostly India. Mm-hmm. India is like the biggest player when you say South Asia, but it includes Nepal, Bangladesh, Bhutan, Sri Lanka, Pakistan, Afghanistan, and the Maldives. Yeah, I was going to say, when I think of Naga, I think of India mostly. Yes. Um, we're actually going to talk about one from Southeast Asia, though. Okay. Um, they've got some overlap. They've got religious overlap, and they also have like physical overlap. Like, I was talking to a friend I have in class who's Indian, and she's from India. And we were talking about, because I wanted to hear what she, like, knew about Nagini uh, specifically and, like, what, you know, from actual mythology there, from people talking about it. Uh, And she said in India, they, like, you know, they're, like, half snake, half human. They can look all the way human if they want to, but they usually, like, guard 
uh, like statues. Mm-hmm. That they're like not like shrines. Yeah, like they're not like defacing them, and that they're like leaving presents and like being good. And that they leave. I'm trying to remember what she told me. They leave. Like they put milk, I think. Um, and then the the Nagini is supposed to eat it, okay. and then like give it to the god. Oh. Uh, pass it through to like the. <laughs> like the next world, you know. Yeah, they're like the the Santa Clauses. Yeah, for these little uh, shrines. Yeah, they're like the the connecting tube <laughs> of the snake from here to there. And uh, it seems like in Indian mythology, because we're gonna talk about another uh, monster from Indian mythology, that like they don't see monsters as as like aggressive or bad necessarily. Like most of them that I read about was like. They could be good or they could be bad. And uh, my friend was specifically telling me that in Indian mythology, Nagini and Naga are, like, almost always good. Mm-hmm. And the one that's from Southeast Asia isn't bad. But, <laughs> okay. like, I feel like Southeast Asian monsters tend to be more bad. Okay. Like, things that Indians are like, oh, maybe, that Southeast Asians are like, no. Like, that's just straight <laughs> evil. <laughs> They're more in harmony in India, and the yeah. more down you go, it's like, mm. no, that's just, <laughs> it's just evil. Yeah, we needed, pun- we needed like, punishment in our religion, yeah. and they provided. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so, when we're talking about Southeast Asia, we're talking about Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand, Laos, Indonesia, Malaysia, East Timor, Singapore. Myanmar or Burma, depending on I will definitely about it. remember all of those. <laughs> in the Philippines and Brunei. Okay. Uh, I took a class on it, so I remember most of them. Had to memorize where they are. Uh, I do have it written down, though, just so I could do it <laughs> fast. Yeah. But uh, not forget anyone. Um, but we're talking about specifically the Fayanaga. Uh-huh. The Fayanaga, I'm going to say everything wrong, I also want to say. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce any of these words. But the Fayanaga lives in the Mekong River. Okay. And it's specifically, like, it's specifically in Laotian, uh, Cambodian, and Thai mythology. And so it's a big snake. It's like Nessie, right? Big it lives, snake. lives in the river. Big snake. And Ooh, big, big snake. Yes. It's, it's their version of Nessie, which I think is, you know, it's already different from Indian mythology in that it's like, it's not guarding shrines or anything. It's just like living its life in yeah. the river. Yeah. They have, they have a lot of uh, like pythons in that area. <laughs> yeah. And this is like, you know, we've had people like die from pythons and uh, we needed a myth to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> Does it make everything make sense? We needed sense? an even bigger myth snake. Um, there is a, the Cam- Chanad Forest is in the Udon. Udon Thani Thani province, which is in Thailand, which is like a forest where they think, they believe that the spirit world is on the other side of the forest. It's like in the forest. Cool. Like that's the location where the connection is. Yeah. Um, And so that's where they think the Naga's from. And then it like moved to the river to just like hang out, Mm -hmm. hide and chill. Cool. Yeah. So they're like, here's where it came from. (laughs) And then it moved here. And now it just lives its life. And now it just, like, hangs out. Um, yeah, it's just fun. Um, but, yeah, it's a big old snake <laughs> just chilling. Uh, some people think it's a giant oarfish. So I'm going to show you a picture of, like, like the statue of what it looks like. And then I'm going to show you a giant oarfish. I mean, I've seen oarfish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> idea. Because but here's, here's what it looks like. Yeah. Oh, cute. It looks kind of dragon-like. Because oarfish yeah. are uh, people who study sea serpents often are like, maybe they saw an oarfish. Yeah, yeah. Because here's uh, a giant oarfish. Yeah, it's generally They're that same. Huge mungus. Yeah. 
And they've got a big uh, fin on mm. top, yeah. which so does the Fayanaga. It's got, like, this all the way down yeah, and, like, this fancy up top. So people are like, maybe that's what they're saying, mm-hmm. you know. There's going to be, like, a logical explanation to probably most of these, um, but that's not fun. So yeah. goodbye. <laughs> Bye-bye. We don't care about you. It shouldn't be allowed how big fish can get. Yeah, there's like 20 boys holding that fish. Like great white sharks, and you see them, and you're like, that's, no, that, fish, okay is, with that fish is too big. Don't do this fish. Um, someone needs to, um, like, give them a ticket or something. <laughs> Who's regulating this? Who's regulating this Who's shark? Regulating the Who's? river police. <laughs> river police. Because there's a policeman in this Wikipedia article I read because— most of the sources in the Wikipedia article aren't in English, so I can't read them. Sorry. Uh-huh. But uh, that's why Wikipedia is good sometimes and helpful. There's apparently a policeman who's in contact with the Fayanaga. In contact with? Yeah. He won't explain how. <laughs> He's just like, they. he gives him advice. I don't know. They They're, just chat. I want that buddy cop show. Yeah. I want it. Help him solve river crimes. They're the NCIS spy. of Thailand. Yeah. Spy on people and scare them and... But is the it's a great time he rides the Fayanaga because oh, he gains his trust. Is the Fayanaga a, a good force or like an eat children force? There's nothing that says that it does anything bad. It seems very neutral. Okay, like Nessie, like it just it's, lives here. It's a Nessie. It's fine, but it's not like doing anything to us. We don't care. You yeah. Know? Uh, it does do one thing though, oh. and that's what I wanted to talk about specifically for because that's kind of like ah, oh, it seems okay. Um. But then I heard about people talking about Naga fireballs. Ooh. ooh. Uh, Fireball. They're also called the Mekong lights because of Mekong River. Uh, or they used to be called ghost lights. Uh-huh. Um, and they're a phenomenon that happens annually on the river. Annually. Where glowing balls uh, naturally rise from the water high up into the air. What? Just whoop. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> And the balls are supposed to be reddish colored. They are different sizes. Some of them are just like little sparkles, and some of them are like basketball size. What? Um, and they just rise up like 100 meters in the air and then disappear. <laughs> Swamp gas? <laughs> it's what? crazy. What? Um, and people report different amounts. Like some people will be like, oh, there was like 10 this night. And some people will be like, there's like thousands. What? And apparently it's not just in the Mekong River, but also it, people said they've seen them in other like water areas around. What? But they contribute, these fireballs, to the Fayanaga. That's why they're called Naga fireballs, right? Because oh. it's in the same river sure. that he lives in. Yeah. I'm assuming he because Naga is male. But uh, what, What's he doing with these? Are these like... <laughs> what's he doing? Are these like letters back to HQ? Or? I have a picture for you. That's what they look like. Swamp gas. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Just pew, straight pew, up in pew, the air. pew, pew, pew. I mean, they're like UFOs, unidentified flying objects, <laughs> basically. So, yeah, usually they happen... In the night of Wan Ok Fana, or Fansa, or at the end of the Buddhist Lent in late October. So soon. Woo. Naga Fireballs. <laughs> Very exciting. It sounds like a drink, and I want to try it. <laughs> Naga Fireball. A fireball. It's like they use, obviously they have to use Fireball. Yeah. And uh, they got to use tequila that has like a worm in it, like for the Naga. Yeah, and like, I, I, I think it should have something kind of local, like some kind of, yeah. um, you know, local booze. And it should be red. 
It should be, yeah, yeah, like red, yellow. It should float off the table into the sky. <laughs> it should levitate mm-hmm. somehow. It better. You should probably, like, light it on fire. You should put, some, put like, um, like dry ice in it so that it'll, like, float out and look cool. Oh, yeah. Although I don't know if you're supposed to. I don't think you're supposed to drink dry ice. I don't really know. Nope. Yeah. Not like, supposed Or pre- breathe it. It's pretty very. Sure it'll, it will kill you. Yes. Yeah. But then you put it in the middle of the table. I like the idea of just, like, lighting it on fire. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I think you should just light it on fire. Oh, that's a good idea. Um... But so yeah, some people some people are trying to figure out like what is that uh-huh. is happening at all. I mean, I'm pretty sure either the fire narg is either like pew pew pew, <laughs> just like celebrating yeah. a case closed, yeah, or sending letters back to uh, its boss. Oh, okay. Like in the sky after like an NCIS mm, case like has it's closed, an, like it's an alien. Yeah, or like it's like Sky Daddy or whatever, okay, sure. like a higher up god <laughs> of some Daddy. kind. Yeah. My favorite name for God, Sky Daddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but some people are trying to explain it rationally. I don't understand. Fingers. I don't. Why not? Like, I just, just let the snake shoot its fireballs. I just did. <sighs> I just did quite rationally. I think. <laughs> I, I agree. I think. But uh, some people think that they are flammable phosphine gas generated by the marshy environment. Um. But some people say that they don't think, or this guy says he doesn't think that Dunning because they are unlikely to spontaneously ignite when they get to the air. Uh-huh. Like they're just going to be gas, keep going up and not on fire, um, probably. And that they wouldn't stay lit as they keep going up. Like if they did light, it would be like, and then it would go away. And okay. these ones are like lit all the way up. So they're like, nah, probably they, not. they stay lit. They stay lit. So people think, Fianaga's possibility, that one's probably not. But then uh, there's a 2002 documentary showing Laotian soldiers firing tracer rounds into the air across the river from the festival. Uh, that could also be a possibility. <laughs> could be it. Um, but, like, all the time? No, it's on, it's on those specific dates, like, around <laughs> their festivals. Oh. And they people just, gather to see the lights. And they just keep doing it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, That's rough. Okay. Somebody's firing things outside of our house. That's fun. Yeah. They, you know that it's not time for that, right? Like, it's, like, it's not uh, a by, celebration time where we fire things. By literally any metric. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's not even time for this because this is late October. So you're wrong. Don't right now. But, uh, yeah. So it's probably just the military. <laughs> But Probably. I think it's cute. Like, the that's nice. You know, it's like part of celebration. I mean, the, we don't know that he's not working with the military. It's true. Maybe he got tired. And he's he was working. Like, Can you do it? He's working with the police. Maybe right. he's working with the military. There you go. Who knows? It's just, there you go. We don't know. This. But be quiet. <laughs> um, so he's like shooting BB guns or something. This oh. fire nog is like. Working with all the people. <laughs> yeah. He's in the system. He is. He's he's the prime minister. He's sold out, kind of. <laughs> he's sold out. He's the government. He's kind of the government now. <laughs> you should do bad. You should maybe go back to the spirit realm. I don't. <laughs> go back to the woods where you came from. <laughs> you should go back where you came from. <laughs> go back to your country. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk about now a Mongolian death worm. Oh, I was just talking about this with a friend. Oh, were you? This is uh, Genghis Khan. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Frank Herbert wrote a book about it called Dune. Mm-hmm. And the uh, emperor at the end, like, 
dies and becomes a sandworm. Oh, and okay. And hibernates for like 3,000 years. Oh, that's fun. So these are Genghis Khan and his relatives. <laughs> Yay. I, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I know you said Genghis Khan. I was like, what? And I'm like, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, pretty sure. Pretty sure. Pretty sure the spice must flow. <laughs> the Mongolian death yeah. worm is Genghis Khan and his family. Mm-hmm. Probably. Anyway, go ahead. So. Knowing nothing else about them besides nothing that they're else. called death worms. Yeah. Can you guess where they're from? <laughs> I hope they're from Mongolia. They sure are. Okay. Um, specifically, they're from the southern Gobi Desert. Okay. Not the northern part. South. The south. Yeah. Don't even think they're from the north. Deserty. Yep. Desert. Yeah. Is it because they found a lot of dinosaur bones? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, so it's said to resemble a large fat worm. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> and it can be up to a meter, three feet long. That's... But some people say they can be five feet long. Oh, I, was, I thought it was going to be way bigger than that. No. Okay. They're not that big. I thought it was going to be like <laughs> like giant death. I don't think you can be a they death. They look like this. Oh. I They're mean... red and nasty. <laughs> That and I hate them. That looks like something out of a Lucas film. <laughs> it does. It's true. Um, That's. I don't know if I want to look at that. Yeah. They are called locally um, Olgoi Korkoi, which translates to large intestine worm. That's fair. Mm, that's what it looks like. Yeah. So in case you need to imagine, we'll post the photos. But if you want to imagine it right now, <laughs> and they're not up yet, uh, just imagine large intestine going around to hit, hurt people. Yeah, but it's kind of got little tendrils on the end. Yes. As you can guess, um, Mongolian deathworms are evil. <laughs> they're not nice. They don't like people. Oh, maybe they're not evil. They're just like animals, essentially. Mm-hmm. So they'll just attack you. Yeah, they're if you're aggressive around. animals. Yeah, they're not like hunting people. They're not like being terrible. They're not they're out just, for vengeance or anything. They're, they're just carnivores. Yeah. And they're protecting their area. Um, so it spends a lot of time under the sand in the desert, hiding, mm-hmm. creeping, which is why you don't normally see them. Creeping. And then if it gets mad, you just pop out. If it gets, if it's hunting and mad? I think it mostly is like defending territory okay. is what it sounds like. It doesn't sound like it eats people. I mean, maybe it does. I mean, it doesn't look big enough to eat anyone. No. It looks kind of small. It's probably eat like lizards and stuff. And like sad. But they're freaking... Beast Boys, as far as, like, able to kill you. Is this a real thing? I don't know what you mean. Like, (laughs) is this a real animal? Has someone found one? Yeah. No. Okay. But, I mean, nobody's found a a Sasquatch either, so, you know. But, like, people people have found giant squids, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. uh, It's in the Nessie Sasquatch realm of, is it real? Um, But it can kill by spitting a stream of corrosive venom at you. Okay. I mean, we could have gotten to this part and I've been like, that's not real. (laughs) I was like, just wait a minute. Uh, If you touch it, you instantly die. Yeah, it's not real. And even if you're not close enough for it to spit venom at you, it can electrocute you. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And it has electricity. It's an electric poison type. Yeah. And a ground type. (laughs) Yeah. That's not real. That's too many. What kind of Pokemon? This also is, like, the most D&D monster I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, I'm like, this needs to oh be in D&D. Oh 100%. 1,000%. And you think, you think that it's just going to, like, bite you and hurt you, and then it spits venom at you, and you're like, that sucks, and then you get, oh, like, oh, farther <laughs> enough away, and then it hits you with electrocution, like, 
you know, lightning magic, and you're just like, what is this? <laughs> Why? Why? It should not be able to do this. Why? And your, your DM's like, ha, ha, ha. Then <laughs> <laughs> it wraps around you one of your players and just, idiot. all right, start rolling death rolls. Yep. It's like, <laughs> what? But my HP was like, nope, nope. Instant, instant touch death. Instant death. <laughs> That's not. This no. is mean. You're being mean. <laughs> it's a death worm. My favorite so. thing would be like it, if you had like uh, an, an NPC with you, and then it just gets touched and instantly dies, and then you're like, <laughs> "Oh snap!" And everybody, <laughs> oh, everybody, back up. <laughs> that's not right. Oh no! And suddenly your paladin, who has no range to anything, is like, "Later, <laughs> bye." <laughs> Can't help you with this. I'm leaving. I'm gonna hide behind a cactus or something. <laughs> Try to cactus. blend in. Um, Just a huge armored boy <laughs> hiding behind a tiny plant. And it spits acid at him and his armor melts. No, no. No. This is the worst thing ever. Not like this. Anyway. So, yeah, you can, and you can see it when it's underground. It, like, makes waves in the sand, like other underground snake-type things like, do. Like moles on a golf course. Yeah, like you do. Um, it hibernates for 10 months out of the year, Haley. Yeah, like I said, 3,000 years. <laughs> 10 months out of the year. Only you, it could get you in June or July. Uh, okay. So don't go in the desert in June or July, and then you're fine. I mean, yeah, those are probably bad dates to be in the Why desert. Why would you want to be there in June or July? Let's yeah, be honest. Probably bad days to be in the Gobi. Yeah. That's in the northern hemisphere. Yeah. It's weird do to me though, like how many Mongolians like found electrocuted bodies and they're like, Yep, it was the sandworms. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like Yeah. Uh, or like they were like had like corrosive like injuries where their flesh is eaten away and they're like that was the worm. Yeah, that was the worm. <laughs> I don't know. What? Um it also prefers to be on the surface when it's wet and like it's rained. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, like worms do. Yeah. That's normal worm and behavior. It's easier to like get around in sand when it's like wet and packed down. Yeah. So I'm like, sure. Um apparently besides humans, oh they do so they do eat humans. Not, like, all at once, you know, like snakes. Yeah. But, like, I'm assuming they, like, kill it. And they just, yeah, they'll munch they'll away. They'll probably eat on whatever. I mean, most things will eat humans if it's an option and, you know, they are yeah. hungry. Even humans will eat humans yeah. if it's an option. Dogs. Dogs. Well, cats, whatever. Cats. Gerbils. Everything. Giraffes. <laughs> everything. Everything. Deer. Everything. <laughs> it's probably... <laughs> Even vegetarian things, everything. <laughs> Vegetarians will eat humans. <laughs> everything. Under terrible circumstances. It's true. What a wonderful, like, short <laughs> film that would be. Uh, it's like just a vegetarian and, like, bunnies in the room <laughs> eating a person. Um, but so yeah. they also prey on camels. And it's like, well, yeah, that's what's, like, around. Yeah. You know, but like mammals. Apparently it likes to eat mammals. Um, and it will lay eggs inside of the animal's intestines. Yeah, sure. And then the camel will turn red also. Okay. And then the babies will come out eventually. Uh, like while it's still alive? I think it's dead. Okay. It's just like, sure. it's just like its house. It's yeah. just the nest. It's it just, inside the camel. It just needs a body house. Yeah. Um, some people think that before the Mongolian deathworm attacks, it will, like, come out halfway from the <laughs> sand. Yeah. And then it'll inflate until it blows up. <laughs> and that's how the poison comes out. Okay. It'll blow itself up. Yeah. Self-destruct. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, self-destruct. Great. This is the most <laughs> OP Pokemon I've ever heard of. And, uh... 
And the same that I'm wondering, like, are they thinking, like, you know how, like, you're supposed to, like, you cut a worm in half and you have two worms? Yeah. Is that what they're saying? Like, if it explodes, that it, like, it's okay? No, I mean, I think it it explodes and that's how the poison get out. I know, but I'm just wondering, like, does it die or, like, can it fix it? I don't know. know? I don't know. Like, a lizard's regrow limbs. I'm like, could it be okay? I'd say with worms. I don't know. I don't know. I have no information. It sounds like anything's on the table. Um, the Genghis Khan bloodline yeah. is strong. <laughs> Who can say? <laughs> He'll never die. Um, so they have an exoskeleton. Um, they're not really like a worm. but <laughs> It's like, mm, that's not... too, It's too big to be a worm. That's... Like, worms don't function that big. Like, I mean, they can be. Worms can be big. Not five feet and, like, wide and like that. Not Maybe not and wide. Not in the desert. Not anymore. No. Um, but so it molts when... Uh, it becomes injured, apparently. Uh-huh. Not because it needs to. Just when not, it's not when it just, like, grows. It's like, ow. <laughs> Owie. And then it just rips off its skin. Mm. Um, when they're above ground, they're apparently, this is my favorite part, they're able to move around by, like, going, they can go sideways, not just, like, forward and back, uh-huh. but also they can roll. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that be, I'm <laughs> just imagining it being on top of a dune and just, like, you know how you roll down a grassy hill? That's the Mongolian death worm. I'm just like, if I saw that in the desert, I'd be like freaked out, right? Because it's huge and scary. And then it like starts rolling. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be scared anymore. What if you were at the bottom of the hill and you're like, there's no way it can get to me in time. And I was like, it's coming. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> it can book it when it wants to. So there's a book from 1926 by a paleontologist named Roy Chapman Andrews. That is a very appropriate <laughs> paleontologist name for right? the time. Oh, my gosh. Um, and he believes in the existence of—or he doesn't believe in the animal's existence, but he notes, like, a lot of people in Mongolia do, like, strongly. Sure. And it's not like they think— like, it's like, oh, it's a fun story or whatever. Or they're like, maybe. I don't know. Lots of people, like, actively believe that it's real and that yeah. it just hasn't been discovered because it's hard to get. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, that's real. Because it lives in, like, the worst part of the Gobi Desert to be in. So mm-hmm. they're just like, nobody wants to go there. And it only comes out at the terrible time that no one wants to be in the desert. Yeah. So, like, they're like, good luck. And yeah. then they think that if you try to go get it, you'll just die. <laughs> so It's going like, to kill you. Not going to work. Um, but people who believe in it include, like, uh, park rangers, police officers, the prime minister of Mongolia <laughs> says he's seen one. These people have <laughs> not believe in it, seen it. They've seen one. They're like, I've seen it. I've seen it. So, like, I get why people believe that I it's was, real. I was there. I saw it. Uh, lots of people have gone into the Gobi Desert looking for it, like, you know, on expeditions and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but nobody's found anything. Okay. Uh, which the person who wrote one of the articles they read for this was like... <laughs> Really, like, poo-poo it on their party. Yeah. They're like, really? They haven't found, like, a dead one or, like, anything. Where's the skin it molts? What's going on, fam? And I'm like, don't be annoying about it, okay? <laughs> don't be, like, mean. Gosh, shut you're, up, you're dude. Be, you're being so mean. Right, he's like, it can't be a worm. And I'm like, of course it's not. They already said it. I just it's, like, it's just that it's big piece. and it looks like a worm. It just looks like one. Yeah, so shut up. But I also have a picture to show you. So this is what it looks like. Yeah. And this is what people think that... Maybe what people are seeing is this. <laughs> oh, he's so cute. Death worm. He's a worm lizard. Aww. You're a little death worm. And he doesn't have any back legs. He just has two front ones. Aww. He's like a snake with two legs. But Aww. he's cute. 
But I guess maybe they think that they just saw a big one. <laughs> and they were like, that's it. That, aww. It's so cute. Aww. <laughs> I love it. It looks like a little weenus. Yeah, it's cute. <laughs> like a cute little one. Um, apparently, Russian scientists okay. uncovered a dead specimen in 1972 like in the Gobi Desert. The the full Lucas art mm-hmm. one? Okay. Um, but they apparently hid it in a Russian museum in a basement of it, and so now we can't look at it. I mean, it's all... I mean, so, it's fine. Okay, yeah. Uh, show it, Russia. We want to see it. Show us your weird worms. Show us your giant worm. Show us your worm secrets. <laughs> Okay, now we're going to talk about the Vitala. The Vitala. And um, I'm not going to explain it to you. I'm just going to tell you there's a story, uh-huh. which is weird. So I got information from this, uh, from the Hindu, which is a website, like a, it's a, like, newspaper, mm-hmm. um, by an article, or an article by Atiti Sen and Alok Sharma. Um, and then also TV Tropes <laughs> gave me a really good description and link to, like, Something very useful. Thanks, TV And I'm like, thank you? I'm (laughs) really surprised that, like, I have a weird bibliography for this. It's like TV tropes and, you know, and then, like, random blogs because a lot of this stuff is, like, you know, it's mythology. So it's not, like, Uh really easily accessible. I feel like somebody needs to compile this all into a book, like, Eastern mythology book. And, like, maybe that's, like, it's too broad to do. But, like, at least section it off because I couldn't find, like, anything. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, come on, my dude. Not in English. Right. So I'm like, come on, dude. But anyway, um, so I'm just going to tell you the story because mm-hmm. there's a myth. There's this very specific myth about the Vitala. So there's this guy. Uh, he's king of this, like, kingdom. And he – every day this beggar comes in to talk to him. You know, this is, like, back in the time when the king actually meets with people. <laughs> with beggars. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's whoever walks in because uh, he's got a lot of time, I guess. And so a uh, beggar comes in and gives him a piece of fruit. Thanks. Like an apple. Mm-hmm. And, like, does this, like, every day for, like, years. And he's just, like, cool. Um, and he, like, puts it all in, like, a room. He's like, he, well, he gives it to his treasurer. And treasurer just puts it in a random room. And they don't think about it. Okay. And then one day he gives the king a piece of fruit. And his pet monkey, the king's pet monkey, plays with it after the beggar left. Uh-huh. And... The top of it comes off, and there's, like, a giant precious gem inside of it. Uh-huh. And so he's like, whoa. Um, and then he's like, hey, treasurer, where's all the rest of that fruit, yo, that's uh-huh. we've been getting for years? And he's like, I put it in this room, and I never looked at it. Um, and so they go in there, and there's a whole bunch of nasty, rotten fruit-covered gems. Just every single one has a big old gem. Wow. And so he's like, oh, snap. <laughs> this, who is this guy? Because clearly he's not like a beggar if also, he has these beautiful gems. Uh, fire your treasurer <laughs> who can't open Can fruit. I know. And it's like he has to put a new one in there all the time. Like, and he's just not looking. He just like throws it in. Like, what are you doing, weirdo? Like, did you never notice like the top came off? I mean, at least he didn't throw him away. Because that yeah. was immediately, I was like, I would have been throwing him in the garbage. Right. So that's nice. Um, like, ooh, I, I didn't think you really wanted to keep them. I tossed yeah, every single one. I ate one. them. I, <laughs> I ate all of them. He's been pooping out shit. <laughs> I mean, then this is the story of how the king slid open his treasure <laughs> like an actual purse. Yeah. And to get out the gems. The treasurer became the treasury. Yeah, yeah. How this dark tale ends. <laughs> I mean, it does end pretty dark, so. But, uh. 
The beggar comes back the next day, and the king's like, yo, what's with the gems, dog? And he's like, oh, finally you figured it out. <laughs> because this king is known for being really brave and not very wise. Uh-huh. And so he's like, oh, good job. Um, but he says, I have a quote that says, oh, king, on the this is what he wants him to do. Yeah. He's like, now that you've done all this for me, what can I do for you? Like, what do you want me to do? And then the monk... This is what we're calling him now. Yeah. Says, um, oh, king, on the last night of the waning moon, you must go to the great cemetery at nightfall and come to me under the fig tree. Um, why? Okay. Why? That's, that's it. It's just what you got. Now, now that you've discovered my gem fruit scheme. And he specifically says, like, I know you're a brave king, so I know you'll do it. Okay. And so the king's like, sure. Got to prove that you're brave. So uh-huh. he's like, Okay. Um, so he goes there, and the beggar is not a beggar, not really a monk. Like maybe that's a word you could use, but from what I read, he's a sorcerer. Okay. So he's a magic man. <laughs> but, he's uh, a magic man. magic man. But he sees the king come, and he's like, great. Uh, and he says, if you wish to do me a favor, which I'm assuming he does, now you've given him all this stuff, uh, go south from here some distance all alone, and you will see a sisu tree and a dead body hanging from it. Be so kind as to bring that here. Great. You mean the king come to a cemetery and then carry around dead bodies in the dark by himself. Yeah. Like, this is the lowliest job <laughs> that you're having him do. It's a little uh, sus. Yeah, it's well, weird. It's and, like, like, why? Like, you could hire any random to do this. You're gonna you're gonna do something with the body and like take the king's soul or something, and yeah. it's all gonna be bad. And in some versions, the, not the version that I was reading, because uh-huh. the one that I got was from TV Tropes, and it was a translation of it from Sanskrit to English on like Gutenberg, uh-huh. which was very helpful. Um, but in the TV Tropes, it also mentioned that the sorcerer says, "Don't talk to the body." Uh, okay. Yeah, don't listen. Whatever the body says, don't believe it. Don't talk to it. <laughs> don't talk to it. And he's like, okay. Uh, well, now I really want to. <laughs> like, what's happening? It wasn't going to be on my list, but now I really want to. So the king goes over to the tree, sees a body hanging from the tree. And he's trying to get it down, but he, it falls. And, he's, and it says, and as it fell, it unexpectedly cried aloud as if alive. Uh, then the king climbed down, thinking it was alive. He mercilessly rubbed its limbs. I don't know what that means. Uh, hey, buddy. Hey, you okay? Hey, buddy. Um, and then the body gave a loud laugh. He <laughs> he. He's like, get ticklish. He. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, I told you, like, it says don't talk to it, but he does anyway, of course. And he says, what are you laughing about? Come on, let's go. <laughs> That's what you say to it? What? Not like, um, so are you dead or what? But then when he looks like at the ground, it's not on the ground anymore. It's in the tree again. Mm-hmm. Because he talked to it. Uh. So then he has to get up in the tree again and pull it down. And then he, like, slings it over his shoulder. And they're, like, walking. And then it starts talking to him. Um... And it specifically starts telling him riddles. And it's like, hey, like, who's wrong in this situation? You know, like, there's a very, like, the main one's a really long story that I'm not going to tell. But it's essentially, like, this king falls in love with this girl. And then he has his counselor, like, go get her for him. But then the girl tries to poison his counselor. And so then he's like, well, now we have to get, like, we have to get rid of her. Or get her out of here. It's really confusing to me. But uh, 
they fake her death and run away with her, like, to somewhere else. Um, and then her dad kills himself because she died. Okay. Because he thinks she's dead and she's not. Sure. Um, and then, the, like, the question is, like, who is at fault for the dad killing himself? The dad. <laughs> no, like, that's not the answer. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> wrong. I mean, from uh, the <clears throat> from the king's perspective, <laughs> it is the dad. Um, so, and the Vitala says before it starts this, like, if you uh, get the question wrong, then, like... Something happens, I don't remember. If you know it but you don't answer, then your head will explode. But if you get it right, I'm going to go back to the tree. (laughs) And you'll be fine. And so uh, the king says the person at fault for the death of the dad is the king um, of that land. Mm -hmm. Because she got accused of, like, stealing stuff. And then that, like, that's why they threw her in the woods because that was her punishment. And that's why people thought that she died. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of these are just, like, tests for, like, his knowledge to, like, make him wise over time. Uh, spoiler alert for the end. It's also called the uh, Betal Pashisi, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end, uh, he, he de- it's, I think it's, like, the 23 Vitala stories or whatever. and Or 24. And then uh, at the end, he finally gets the Vitala to the sorcerer guy. He's like, okay, I'll go. Um... And when he gets there, the sorcerer is like, okay. <laughs> you, you dang talk to it. <laughs> we're going to do a ritual, uh, lay down, and we'll do this thing. Because he said he was going to give him great power if he'd do this. Great. And so King's like, cool, but, like, I don't know how to do it right. Can you do it for me? Like, lay down and do the thing? He's like, sure. <laughs> what an idiot. He's like, sure. And so he lays down, and then the king kills him, <laughs> like, cuts his head off. I mean, yeah. And then the and then the Vital is like, good job. <laughs> Yeah. Because he's like, you're smart. Um, because the sorcerer thought he could trick the king, right? Because mm-hmm. he wanted to be king of, like, you know, the underworld, essentially. Um, and that's why he was going like, to sacrifice his king yeah. to the Vitala. But the Vitala is like, no, you're smart. And, like, he's learned all this wisdom from him. And so then he's able to outsmart the sorcerer at the end. Mm-hmm. So it's fun. Um, but Vitala specifically are essentially vampires, except, like... Not. It's very like <laughs> they don't drink blood, so they're just undead riddlers. Yeah, it's it's weird because it's like something that we don't have. I feel like in Western mythology, it's like close to a lot of things. Like it feels like a vampire. Like he's hanging by his feet from the tree. Like I'll show you a picture, um, like this. Mm-hmm. So he looks like a vampire. Um, it, what we think of one generally, he is a spirit inhabiting a corpse. And, like, in Western mythology, usually when there's a spirit inhabiting a body, it's a living person. Because mm-hmm. it needs you to be alive in order to, like, function. Like, it, it doesn't if – it, if the body's dead, then it's dead, you know? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't – it, like, has separated from a dead body because it's dead. Um, but – so it's, like, it's like it's possessing someone, but it's possessing a dead person. So that it's, like, kind of like a zombie. Possessed but, like, zombies corpse. are dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, like, it's none of those things. But – the reason, because after a while I was like, why do they keep saying that it's like a vampire when, like, it's kind of not mm-hmm. really? Like, it's much more like it's like a possess, you know, spirit possessing something. So, like, it's much more similar to just a regular possession. Right. And, like, I I guess, like, some iterations of vampires are it's 
a bad spirit yeah. uh, attaching itself to a yes. corpse. Mm-hmm. But, like, when that happens, like, it's very specific. Because mm-hmm. this, like, Vitalas can enter and exit a dead body at will. Mm-hmm. No problem. And just move around wherever they want. Um, whereas, like, vampires, it's like you have to be killed in a, like, very specific ritual way in order to become a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't do it just like a dead body. You know, yeah, it's dead. Like, you have to have a living body and then kill it specifically for it to be, like, infected, essentially, and then become a vampire. Right. And there's always, like, like a feeding aspect to vampires yes. as well. Right. Where it's like, you can't just be a possessed corpse. Like, you have to, like, then go out and attack or feed yeah, on Yeah, you have to feed on the living. living. Yeah. But Not no. just, like... Ask them riddles to embedder them as kings. <laughs> and just float in and out of bodies for fun. Um, yeah. Hmm. But the reason they also, say that. Also, I like that like, okay. the riddles were just like ethics questions. Yeah. Um, I'm like, so in your ethics class, do you just call them, <laughs> do you, is that just like your riddles class? Yeah. Just call them your, my law. This is my riddles class. This is my riddles My class. legal riddles. My legal riddles <laughs> class. <laughs> Talk to Hina about that. So we call it legal riddles. Hina, <laughs> she's my teacher. Vitala specifically, uh, like I like that you say that. Like it's just riddles essentially, and it like seems like he's sort of just doing it for fun. Mm-hmm. Like he like he knows what the sorcerer's gonna do. Yeah, and so he just wants to see if like if he talks it up to the king that he can like change it up mm-hmm. for fun. Like, it's very non-threatening. Like I said, they don't feed on people, so it's not, like, aggressive or scary. Although I guess the head might explode if he wrong. Yeah, that part's not great. It's it's very menacing for the I mean, people involved. is that true, though? Like, I don't know. That might be a lie. <laughs> yeah. I don't actually, because it just says, like, if, especially because it's like, if you know the answer and don't tell me, your head will explode. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very specifically just trying to make him answer the question, mm-hmm. right? So I'm just like, ah, I don't know. Yeah, they just like they're kind of like trickstery just in general. But the reason that they call them like Indian vampires is because apparently Stoker got his like some of his inspiration from Vitala. Mm-hmm. So like his family um lived in India, like they were serving there and when he's there, he was, like, learning about Indian occult stuff. Mm-hmm. And so then he learned about Vitala, and oh, he was cool. like, oh, interesting. And so then later he wrote about vampires, and they, like, share a lot of similarities with Vitala. They're, like, different, obviously. Mm-hmm. And Bram Stoker's vampires are different than other vampires. Uh, but, yeah. Like, other vampire he, lore. He just kind of made his own thing. Yeah, but, like, he adapted it from Vitala. Yeah. Um, and he had, like, spoken with, uh, like, other people in India who were, like— had lived there a long time, who were, like, Englishmen, you know, mm. uh, who were, like, what is it, an Indonologist? <laughs> and I'm like, uh-huh. Um, who had, like, tran- and that one of the guys he talked to had translated the Betal Pashisi, mm-hmm. like, specifically into English, so then Stoker got to read it. And so then he was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but it's interesting because he, like, does that and creates uh, Dracula, right? And then... Um, Dracula becomes popular in India, and then it's, like, a weird feedback loop. Mm -hmm. Apparently in India, like, currently, they have a lot of, like, comic books about Dracula. Uh, Cool. Which is weird. Um, Yeah. And, like, that he 
and like that the current vampires in India are a blend of Vitala and Dracula. Mm-hmm. Like so then that's like a new weird combination. It's like a cultural feedback loop that's like yeah. very strange. But uh it was specifically the article I read said like Dracula in the comic books is like invincible. Like they get like a global group of like superheroes to come beat him and then it's like, <laughs> but he will be back and he just goes into the ground. That's amazing. Later. Cool. Um, he just gets like, I'm tired and <laughs> goes and takes a nap. I'm old and tired. <laughs> I'm time for a nap. But yeah, but they also depict him as an anthropomorphic creature with flaming mane like hair and a tail. Yeah, that's how he sees himself too. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. He's like, this is my greatest form. Um, <laughs> my final form. But yeah, it's just very interesting to me how like like that's why I really like like I don't like, I should say. <laughs> uh, why I'm really interested in like imperialism and colonialism. That's it's why I'm like, like such a fan. I of love imperialism. it. I love when people conquer other people. It's like my favorite uh, thing. No, I don't like it. But it's very fascinating to me when things like that happen because then it's like I would have never guessed that like Bram Stoker was inspired by Indian vampire things mm-hmm. or like Indian mythology at all. You know, I would have been like, yeah, because like there's already vampires in Europe. There's vampires like everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Everyone so has vampires. I would have just been like, I mean, he's got them ne- nearby. Like there's vampires in the area where Vlad the Impaler, like, lived. But I think, like, where he got the bat stuff was specifically from Vitala. Because they, like, hang upside down from trees like that. And he's like, oh, that's like bats. Because I think bat, like, the bat forms and stuff are very Dracula-specific. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, most vampires in Europe before that, like, don't have anything to do with bats at all. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why, like, that's the modern vampire or whatever. But anyway, we're going to talk about, have you heard of a kappa? Yes. From Japan. From Japan. And they have the water in their heads. They do. Um, so you have, you have to be polite to them and bow, and then the water will drip out. Okay, don't give it all away. I'm sorry. Cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> so Kappa are uh, a type of water deity that live in the freshwater areas of Japan, not salt water. <laughs> not the salt. They, salt will kill them. They hate it. Can you can you salt them if you just have like salt? <laughs> just you just you just like flick it at them. Yeah. Like no, get out of here. No, and they're like no, no, it hurts. Owie. <laughs> uh, but kappa literally means river child. Okay, it's because they're like child sized. Mm-hmm. Um, but and they live in the river because fresh water. But uh, they usually are depicted with the body of a tortoise, a beak, and the limbs of a frog. <laughs> And uh, like you said, they have an indentation in the top of their head. I have a picture of one right here. Mm-hmm. This is a little nice, like, stylized one. A lot of the drawings of them look real doofy. So I found one that I was like, that this would intimidate me. Yeah. Compared to, like, the dorky ones. I've they're seen. pretty. They're pretty cartoony and, like, yes. like, oh, I can't. I'm not afraid of this. They're real doofusy yeah. looking generally. So I found one that like looks cool. And I right. was like, okay, this I would be more concerned about. Um, they also usually have long shaggy hair that's in a bowl cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are why. Yeah. It's, it's hard not. to be intimidated Ooh. by a bowl cut. Um, and even though they have a beak, they can speak human languages. Mm-hmm. So they can talk to you. And they speak Japanese. I'm just sure. like a plat- uh, just like a platypus. Yeah, they can speak human languages yeah. too. <laughs> Casual. Despite their beaks, they can also speak human languages. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of a platypus type animal. Like it's got like the weird combination of body and limbs and stuff and yeah. like beak and things. And you're just like, what's happening? What are you? This is weird. Um, so the headwater is important <laughs> because if it spills out, then they lose their supernatural powers. 
Um, it's called Sara, the water in their head. Um, and they their specific supernatural powers are they like really strong and they're really good swimming. <laughs> okay. So they're like Aquaman. They're Michael. But they Phelps. can't talk to fish. They can only talk to people. They're Michael like Phelps. Michael Phelps. Yep. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Just like hand them a joint and be like, hey, it's cool, man. It's, it's like Michael Phelps. It's like whatever. It's casual. I bet they love Michael Phelps. Um, they're also, they really like sumo wrestling. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if they like doing it or they like watching. <laughs> they like watching it. I'm not sure. <laughs> just a bunch of Kappa like around a TV just watching it sumo just wrestling. It just says they love fighting. <laughs> And specifically sumo wrestling. But they're I not mean, big enough to sumo wrestle, so then I'm just like, they must like watching I it? Think, I think they're just big fans. Yeah. They're just like fan just, people. Just fan boys and girls. They're just, yeah. Just, that's so Just cute. fan river children. That's really cute. <laughs> yeah. That's really um, cute. So they're depicted um, in legend and like in art that people have made, like I said, as being like the size of a child. They're yellow and greenish. They resemble monkeys, which I feel like... It's racist against yourself. Just because, like, Chinese people always call Japanese people monkeys. Mm-hmm. They say that they look like monkeys. So then I'm like, why aren't you making your thing look like monkeys? What are you doing? <laughs> but anyway. Anyway. Um, but they have fishy scales and, like I said, a shell. They don't have skin, right? Mm-hmm. They got scales and stuff. And sometimes nice. they go on to land. Um, and this is another one where it's like, sometimes they're nice. Um, but like these ones can be like pretty bad, um, when they're not nice. Yeah. It's, this is less like, maybe this one's good and more like, is it in a good mood mm-hmm. or is it bad? Yeah. Uh, you generally want to stay away from them. Are these the ones that have cucumbers? Yes. Okay. So apparently the good side it's like an ancient legend that Kappa taught Japanese people how to set bones oh, and do like healing stuff. That's nice. But they didn't know how to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's very nice. Yeah, they're right? all they're all into like martial arts and like sumo wrestling. They're yeah. like, here we'll teach you how to like do it more, so we can watch it they on teach TV. Teach them how to do like medical stuff. One day. Yeah, they teach them sumo wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Be awesome because they're like supernatural spirit animals. They like already have TVs. Like, yes, way back when ancient Japanese people were like still in huts and stuff. Right. They're like, one day you'll have TVs, too. Yeah, you'll get it, eventually. Um, but, the TVs are underwater. <laughs> but, like, one one day you'll have this, but until yeah. then, here's how you set bones. Right, so there's the scale of, like, the nice part is, like, setting bones, medical help, cool. Um, and then we go to, like, where they're, like, at a trickster phase, mm-hmm. where they will play jokes on people, <laughs> like... Uh, yeah. And some of them are okay. Like, they're not mean, really. Yeah. Like, uh, they'll see women in their kimonos and they'll make, like, farting noises when they walk by. <laughs> they're just, like, bored and juvenile. And yeah, they, or they'll, yeah. like, look up a woman's skirt or something, mm-hmm. which is, like, not cool, but also, like, they're not murdering anyone yet. So yeah. that's nice. They're not, like, biting off her ankles, so she has right. to limp around at a really weird ankle. Yeah, awkward. Yeah. When she already has to, like... Do plenty of other stuff that's painful, wear weird shoes and her heavy kimono and all those other things to be beautiful. And now she can only walk in a circle because <laughs> just a hop. Stop. Thanks. Cool. But uh, some of them are violent and they'll drown livestock, children, and they'll kidnap children and then they'll force themselves on women. Hmm. So, yeah, cool. very cool. And you don't know which one you're going to get. So <laughs> you never know what you're oh, going to get. Watch out. And what do they want from humans, though, is the question, Haley. More sumo wrestling. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but also they want 
Shiriko Dama. Of course. You yeah. know what Shiriko Dama is? Uh, they want respect and <laughs> chocolate and cucumbers nope. and more Pokemon games. Not on a different console nope. on the old ones. Nope. <laughs> so they can still play them on their old, like, Game Boys, the Game Boy Colors, not mm-hmm. the DSs. <laughs> do you know what it is or no? No, I okay. don't. <laughs> I just didn't know if you were stalling because you do know what it is or if you don't know what it is. <laughs> so uh, Sh- uh, Shiriko Dama is a mysterious jewel that contains a person's life force. Um, oh, I feel like I did know this. That is located in your Shiri, which is your anus. Uh-huh. So it's your 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 life soul that's in your butt, your butt jewel, <laughs> yeah, that has, contains your life energy. <laughs> so does, someone does everyone have this? I think so. Oh, and they're obsessed with them. I mean, they're I feel, really into that butt jewel. I understand. I'm. <laughs> You're like I am now obsessed with. Them. I mean, how would you not be obsessed with it? Um, I'll show you a painting that I saw that before I learned this part because I learned this pretty late when studying about kappas. Yeah, about the. Shirikodama. Your butt jam. The butt jam. Um, so, like, I saw this painting, and I was like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And then after I learned that, I was like, oh. <laughs> I get it. Okay. Now I, now I know what I'm looking okay. at. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh-oh. I see how it is. I see. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> is that? Yeah. Yeah. No, see, if I saw that, I'm like, they're just having, well... I'd be a little confused where that jet of fluid mm-hmm. was going or coming from. Yeah. Because it's like, is it coming from the human uh-huh. or is it coming from the kappa? <laughs> yeah. Because that changes the whole dynamic of the picture. The yeah. whole narrative <laughs> of the image is different. There's a person in the picture leaning over and they have dropped trowel. Mm-hmm. And uh, it sort of looks like they're farting. Yeah. At the kappa, but or it looks like the kappa is like staring into their butt, uh-huh. like with laser golden focus. Uh huh. Um, or or like shooting water at their something. butt. There's like a, yeah. a laser jet of something <laughs> between them, and it's like, is it? Yeah. Are they like is when you the, put Windex on like sniper mode? Like this, yeah. doing that with water it's to like, your butt. So, so is the kappa like water sniping their anus, or is the human <laughs> to make the jewel fall out? Or is the human like? Doing a protective sniping, yeah, like squirt of right. some kind, yeah, yeah. Because somebody in one of the articles I read that uh, clearly they didn't know this because they didn't mention it. Um, they were like, uh, "Just a nice fart can repel it," and I was like, "No." <laughs> See, and at first I was like, "That's a weird oh. painting and that's a funny joke," and then I learned about this and I was like, "Oh, never mind. You just don't know stuff <laughs> that I know now." I'm like, everything makes more sense now. <laughs> About life. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a butt jewel. There's a butt jewel. That's, why, like, that's why it's so popular. It makes sense for dudes. Like, it's clearly the prostate. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what it is for women. Mystery. Mystery. Um, but there's a lot of myths of Kappa lurking in toilets, specifically <laughs> that, is that are night- near the river. That is a nightmare. So that though. they can get the butt jewel or sexually assault women to make them have Kappa babies. <sighs> yeah. Uh, but when they have those babies, those children, so this is like um, the disturbing part. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you don't like to skip ahead, uh, but the children are then, they're, they come out weird because mm-hmm. they're Kappa babies. So they're like, that's a weird child. Um, so they cut them into pieces and bury them in jars because they look gross. Cool. So it's just like if you happen to have birth defects. Yeah. Ooh. Like maybe you got raped and it's a Kappa baby. Yeah. 
Great. Um, Kappas really like cucumbers, <laughs> like you said. So one of the things people will do to keep them away is just throw a cucumber into the river. <laughs> yeah. Take it. Just go back from whence you came. Yeah, just just eat this, hang out, leave me alone. Um, it's Yeah, I have a specific quote that says, It is thought that cucumbers are one of the few things Kappa love more than the internal organs of young children. I mean, even better, yeah, is than children organs. If I can, is if I cucumber. if I can't have children organs, at least give me a cucumber. No, cucumbers are better. Oh, they'll drop a, a like half-eaten kid to go get a cucumber. Oh man, give me them cubes. <laughs> yes, girl, they are tasty. <laughs> give me damn cubes. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's above cucumbers, then kid organs, that then other me, stuff. There's like a a shower thoughts that goes around all the time. It's uh-huh. like the um. The worst part of a watermelon is the best part of a cucumber. Mm. Yeah. Like, oh. I feel that. That's yeah. real. That's. Mm. Except for watermelons don't taste like cucumber. Like the rind does not. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, so a lot of people think that because they love cucumbers, that if you write the names and the ages of everyone in your family on pieces of cucumber and then throw them in the water before you take a bath then they will not hurt you. See, for me, I'd be like, so now they know, like, you're a whole family. (laughs) You just threw them a menu. Why? Why? (laughs) Right? They're, like, looking through, like, where are the kids? Where are the kids? Where's the women? I want to rape them. Wow, this is like an edible Hmm. menu. Yeah. Delicious. Thanks for that. And then dessert, excellent. Delicious. Um, But there's also... Some people think that even if you do the cucumber thing, they're going to attack you eventually if you just live near the river. So just don't. I mean, yeah. Um, eventually, something from the river is going to get you. And like you said, despite the fact that they're evil <laughs> and that they are, like, doing terrible things, um, they're really into tradition um, and politeness mm-hmm. and, like, human customs. So the main way that you defeat a kappa is... By uh, bowing to them really low, and then they bow to you, and then all their sorrow spills out of their head, and then they don't have any powers. And they go, and then, oh, oh, dang it. Oh, no. You and, then, and then you can kill them, mm-hmm. or they'll just die, one of the two. Yeah. Another one that I read uh, that's like, if that doesn't work, plan B. Because they said, like, sar- or like the Kappas have caught on to this. And so what they'll do <laughs> caught on. is they'll put their sorrow <laughs> in a bowl uh-huh. offshore. And they'll just go pick it up later Mm -hmm. so that, like, it won't spill out and then you can't steal it. Um, Modern ones just have, like, a a little water bottle. Yeah. That they carry around just refresh. Yeah. Chink, chink. Um, Also, that if you refill um, the Sara for a Kappa that's dying, that they will, like, be indebted to you for eternity. Oh. So you can get one and be, like, you're in charge and, like, keep you safe and stuff. That sounds like a rumor spread by Kappas. (laughs) Help me, and then I'll protect you. I'll wink, wink, protect you. <laughs> but if that doesn't work, apparently it's really easy to rip off Kappa's arms. Oh, <laughs> so why just get a running start and pull? Pull? Why? Why would you get it? Why would you not start with that? Because <laughs> like a bow is easier. It's more dangerous <laughs> if you're running at it. Scary. That, that's why you should switch to the what you should teach them the Western custom of shaking hands. Yeah, just yank. 
And then just like, <laughs> yoink. <laughs> but shake with, be like, we shake with two hands. Cool. Yeah, just like, mm, do that polite one where you like grasp uh-huh. the hand on top of yeah, the hand. Yeah. And just like, Ugh. I'm saying like do two arms at once and Ooh. then just, mm. just do like a special Across. secret handshake. Yeah, be like, well, this is how we do it. Because it sounds to me like Kappas are, they're just kind of nerds. Yeah. You know, they're, like, really into, like, human stuff, and they're really into sumo wrestling, and they're really into just, like, nerding out. Yeah. And I think if you taught them, like, secret handshakes, they'd be really into it. I agree. Um, I think if you told them that there's, like, Pokemon based on them, they would... (laughs) They'd be into it. They would, like, lose their minds. Um, Don't look yet. Okay. Uh, uh, (laughs) Don't look. uh, I had to pull up a thing. I saw a weird dog. No, you didn't. I did. (laughs) I saw a weird dog. But so, uh... There are actual signs in Japan next to lakes being like, watch out for Kappas. <laughs> like, that I'm assuming the government put up. Like, they are, people are serious about it. Mm-hmm. Like, they think they're real. Um, I mean, if they're that serious, they should also have just a basket of cucumbers. Everywhere you go. They're just like, like, carry them with you. Here, be. Or you'll like, die. Be ready. Um, There's like a weird half and half. Like, either you. Prepare for the kappa yeah. or you don't. Yeah, right. What is it? You te- what are we doing? You teach preparedness um. in classes and you have <laughs> signs or, like, you don't. Right. What is it? Uh, some people think that kappas are aliens. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I, uh, sure. <laughs> Why not? Um, I mean, they have televisions. They're watching. That's weird. They knew about sumo wrestling <laughs> thousands of years. Thousands of years. <laughs> that's what I said. I did not say that. That was alien. <laughs> Um, I'm just really into this, like, nerd Kappa image. And people also think, like, because there's, there's always the practical explanation, right, mm-hmm. for everyone except for the next one. <laughs> um, so people think that maybe it's a Japanese giant salamander that people mm-hmm. are seeing, and uh, they're called Hanzaki, and that's what's, like, killing people because they're very big. Uh-huh. Um, I, I watched a YouTube video about them, <coughs> and, like, the guy uh, who's, I think, like, average height, like, laid down next to it, um, and it was, like, most of its height. Yeah. they're It's very big. They're big. And they have similarities in some ways to, like, how Kappas look, like, with their webbed feet and that they, like, are strange kind of looking. Uh, I have a picture that I just Googled. That's why I said, don't look. But they look like that. Yeah, it's a dog. It's like it's a weird dog. It's, it's like a weird dog. It's like a smush dog. You like flattened a dog. It's like a weird dog. Um, but they're like very, very strong too. Mm-hmm. Like, and they have like very strong jaws, and they'll just like rip you to pieces. So you gotta watch out. Basically, like a slimy crocodile. Yes. Um, so they're thinking like maybe that's what people are thinking of, or like that's where the legends come from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think this is why <laughs> you, I told you I was looking up drowning facts, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I was specifically looking them up because of this. Because most like stereotypically, most of the people who drown are children. Mm-hmm. Like children are at highest risk to drown um, yeah. because they don't know how to swim very good, and so it's easy for them to get like swept up and you know drown. It, this feels a lot to me like a La Llorona. Situation Like, La Llorona yeah. is, like, you know, the white woman who lives in the water and drowns kids. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, a tale of, like, don't go near the water, kids, because you don't want your kid to drown. Yeah. So you scare them into not going in the water. And Kappa feels similar. Mm-hmm. Of, like, it really likes to eat kids. Don't go near the water, kids. <laughs> It'll go for your butt, kids. <laughs> It'll eat your intestines and love it. It wants your butt gem. 
But then also you tell them the cucumber thing, and they're like, cool, now I get to swim. And I'm like, don't tell them how to do it. Don't tell them vegetables (sighs) are the solution. There's no way to defeat La Llorona. She just kills you. (laughs) So don't. Don't. And specifically, a lot of times it's about disobedient children that, like, Cabas know. Oh, So it's yeah. also like, behave, or the Kappa's going to come get you. It's, it's weird how so many creatures just, like, know which children are being naughty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, How many of them are Santa Claus? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even when they're not? Yeah. Okay, and then our last one is a spookiest. A spooky one. Uh, is the Penangalan. Penangalan. <laughs> Penangalan. Penangalan. From uh, Vietnam. From Penangalan. <laughs> So I read an article written by this guy, Ben Bowman, which was, like, the main one about ben it Bomb that I Bowman. used. Ben Bomb. Stop. <laughs> no more. But, uh, <laughs> so during the daytime, they just look like normal, beautiful women. I mean, that's all women. That's all women. See. Just pretty you, women. You see, guys, all women seem like normal, beautiful women during the daytime. <laughs> But at night, at night, <laughs> once the door shut and we put on our sweatpants and our like the yep. bra come off, yep, yep, the all, that full face we wash off. This yep. is what happened. And then the penangalon's head detaches from its body. <laughs> our whole head detached. <laughs> it floats around with its guts out. <laughs> That's exactly what happens every night to every woman. So when you when you when a woman <laughs> says she had to put her her full face on, that's what it's. She meant she needed to reattach her body together. Her body was separate from her head. I have a picture for you of a penangalon. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. <laughs> that was me, uh, like after work yesterday. Yeah, I mean she's pretty cool. Yeah, like, just like I let my hair out and I put on yeah, I put on sweatpants. Yeah. I just like had I like heated up some food. Totally. And like watched some really weird um I mean I watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's how yeah. it feels <laughs> on the inside when you watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and you're like, Wow, these people are the worst people in the world. You're, you're like, your head funny. detaches from your body. And <laughs> your you're guts floating are and everywhere. Your guts are everywhere. Oh, uh, but it feels so good and it's, it's like nice. so mm, freeing. Warm and like I have my weighted <laughs> blanket on and it was so comfortable. Um but she but like oh, I love the, I love her. The image of this, like Watching that happen to a person is, like, horrifying to me. Like, Oh, yeah. If I saw that happen, I'd just be like, what the? What? I can't. Right, because I'm imagining. I gotta go. I'm imagining, like, the head come off and then just, like, the rest of it just kind of, like, you know. Sloops Just kind of ropes out yep. of the neck. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what happens. Okay. Real nasty. And, like, can you imagine if you're just, like, casually walking to go to the corner store to get something at night, and then it's just like, <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. I'm. No. I gotta go. I have to go anywhere else. I, I have to go. Please. Um, you, maybe you should smile more. <laughs> Luckily, um, <laughs> most people are safe from Penangalon. She specifically uh, eats blood. She's like a vampire. Mm-hmm. And she does so with a long, invisible tongue. Ooh, so that's fun. That's cool. I hate it. <laughs> like, at least if you can see the tongue, is, then it's like you know. Is, is it? That's better? You know long, where it is. Long, visible tongue? You know where it is. Is it better? So you can get out of the way. I guess. Invisible. I don't know if, like, whip-like tongue is <laughs> better. Um, but she specifically wants children and pregnant women. Oh, one of those. Yes. Okay. People she eats who survive, 
get a wasting disease mm-hmm. that only a bomo or a shaman can cure for them. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a supernatural wasting disease. Yes, yes. You're cursed. Naturally. Uh, one of the quotes from the article I read is, want to become a Penangalon? <laughs> I mean, don't you? I mean, uh, a, a little. I'm not, I'm not down with the diet. Yeah, that's afterwards. fair. Um, but, like, the rest of it sounds okay. Sounds pretty good. It sounds okay. Uh, first, you need to make a bargain with some sort of dark, all-powerful creature like the devil. <laughs> okay. So just, you know, general. Yeah. General Classic. dark. Power. Classic devil um, pact. Like, okay. I mean, I had, like, that job interview with uh, Amazon lined up, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet I could get with them I could probably again. do that. I could call them back. Um, if you hold up your end of the bargain mm-hmm. with this demon or the devil, then it'll give you magical powers. Okay. And if you don't, you become a Penangalon. Okay, so get hired by Facebook or, mm-hmm. like, Amazon. Yeah. Uh, don't do my job, and then I will become her. Yes. That sounds doable and actually accurate. Yeah, pretty true. I think that's actually what happens. (laughs) It's correct. Yeah, it's real, man. That's, yeah, that sounds real. Yeah, one one of the promises to in order to receive the supernatural powers you make is that you say you won't eat meat for forty days, and if you break that rule, then you become a panangalon. Ooh, I do like eating meat though. <laughs> I do. Well, that's how you'll become one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah Amazon that's... tells you no meat for forty days, no meat. and then you just eat it, and Same. then you go ooh, and you F- float out of your body. F you, Bezos. I'm eating meat. <laughs> that's right. You can't control me. <laughs> I'm eating meat. Um, Penangalon's favorite job is a midwife, um, so oh. that's how you can spot them. Oh. These are the ways. Yeah, that's how. These are the ways you find them. That's how you spot them. Well, when them. they're in their normal form, Haley, they just look like beautiful women. Oh, that's true. I forgot that they can. <laughs> yeah, they don't always look like that. They can put on they face. Only at night. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're usually midwives, you know, for the convenience of food. You can, <laughs> I have a quote that says, you can detect them because they lick their lips and avoid eye contact when delivering babies. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I would be so scared if I was giving birth and the nurse was like, mm. <laughs> no, no, but not looking at you, avoiding yeah. eye contact. Tasty. <laughs> and I'm just like, mm. oh. Are your lips like, chapped? Is, you need... I'm like, is anything scarier that I could think of? That's... Like, unless it's like actively hurting you. I'm like, I think that might be the worst thing you could do. That's why I'd I... rather her be there like flipping me off and like. Yelling that obscenities would... at me, then licking her lip <coughs> while I'm giving birth. That's why it's so Boy. dangerous that people wear, uh, like, masks now. Right, because then you can't see You it. can't tell. That's how they hide. Another dead giveaway is they smell like vinegar. Because when they get home after their night of floating around and eating babies, mm-hmm. they're, like, they've lost a lot of blood and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, to reset their, like, pH balance, they got to sit in vinegar, just their organs, like, huh. before they put them back in their body so they're clean. I'm like, good. Oh. That's very, uh cleanly of yeah them. it's part of like how they stay alive so mm. they gotta they just uh, like do a deep soak yeah <laughs> it's just some self-care mm. after work <laughs> some self-care. or after you go out to eat mm. self-care and yeah. then uh, back to work tomorrow it's just some me time yeah but yeah so she goes back and sits in her vinegar <laughs> that's a ball taking some time for me so how do you defend yourself if you think a penangalon's attacking you don't be a baby don't be a babe don't have a baby nothing to do with babies don't. Uh, so you're supposed to stock up on sharp objects. 
Uh-huh. Um, be the slayer. If you have thorns around your window uh-huh. or other stuff that she's going to try to drag her organs through, oh, she ain't going in there. She's going to get, like, stuck. It's going to hurt. It's going to It's going to slice her all up. So you're like, oh. So she won't go in there. Owie. They will sleep with, like, scissors under their pillow mm-hmm. or knives so that if a Penangalon comes at them, they can just... And, like, Chapa- slice them up. Chapow! Which I'm like, that's intense. Yeah. I'd be so... Sl- when people sleep with, like, weapons under their pillow, I'm like, I don't understand. Because I would be like, I'm going to hurt me. You know? Like, <laughs> sleep why, uh, with it, like, nearby. Yeah. Sure. But, like, it's like, it'll be under my own pillow. I'm uh-huh. like, I'm going to stab myself. Well, that's why you put the safety on. <laughs> But if it's a knife, <laughs> sheath it. Sheath your scissors. Yeah, yeah. It has to have a sheath. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in case they needed to slice the guts while it's trying to eat them, <laughs> just keep one. Just put like a bear trap in your window. Um, but there's one way to like kill them. Uh-huh. And it's you find their rest of their body mm. while they're floating around. Yes. And then you put a whole bunch of glass in it. Ooh. So when they go back in, chink, 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 and then it just like slices them all up That's and they die. It's so elaborate. Yeah. I'm like, why not just like burn it? But honestly, like, I'm pretty sure, I don't remember if they had this one or not, but I'm pretty sure they had this on uh, Supernatural. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's a great Supernatural monster. Yeah. Like, for the lore, for, like, how creepy it is, for, like, everything, I was just like, good mm-hmm. job. And, I mean, nice. you know, once you get to those season 12, you got to, like, reach out to other places <laughs> you, for some scary. We can't just have werewolves again. Yeah. It can't be it's another boring. Vamp. It can't be demons. What, it's demons? Nope. Penangalon. For the, for the thousandth time, demons. Um, but, yeah, that's Penangalons. That's yeah. what you do. I like it. I like them, too. But also, like, I really want a horror movie about them because they are terrifying. It's, yeah. It and there's been so many, like, horror movies, especially last year, about, like, pregnant women and babies and, like, stealing babies mm-hmm. um, that I'm like, this would be great. Yeah. Like, apparently the climate is there in horror, so I'm like, do it. It's there. Very um, reproductive horror is yeah. very in. Right. For obvious reasons. Yeah, I'm just like, some of these, I'm like, yeah, I'm down for this. Make a horror movie about this. Like, mm-hmm. this is interesting to me. This is cool. Or not, And not even necessarily a horror movie, because, like, the Vital is not, like, scary. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, this is a fun story. I like it. Yeah. Like, why not? Let's just make a movie. Why not? Do it. Um, you know, like, westernize it, I guess, if you have to. But I'd rather you didn't. Um, I know if, like, a... I don't know, like a filmmaker from that area would do it. That'd be really cool. Yeah, that would be very cool. I would like that. And, oh like, God. Southeast Asian horror movies are scary. <laughs> <laughs> they don't mess around. They're pretty around. good, too. They don't mess around. Like, I watch a few, and I'm like, this is great. Like, much better than most of the Western ones I have to watch that are just like, oh, yeah. and then they, like, going through the motions. Do CGI blood, and I'm like, I can't deal. Really? You couldn't find an actual liquid? You couldn't use ketchup? Ketchup's too expensive? <laughs> Practical effects were too expensive? Speaking of La Llorona, oh, like CGI steam? Really? <laughs> uh, making coffee is going to cost more <laughs> than this? Really? You couldn't microwave water for like two seconds? I just- no. It infuriates. It's like, don't you, you have to have coffee on set. Like, there's no way that you don't have coffee on set. Like, just for people, mm-hmm. just for work, just for craft services. Or, like, just just don't. Just let it go. Yeah. Say, like, they had cold coffee. Yeah. Just be like, oh, coffee got cold. Yeah. Wow. Why? Like, why was it better to add bad like, CGI Have her sip steam? and then be like, mm, it's cold. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
<laughs> but anyway, I hope you enjoyed learning about foreign monsters. Spoopy. And that some of them will haunt your dreams. Haunt, haunt your dreams. Hold tight onto your butt life force. Um, watch out for floating organ women. <laughs> Don't go in the river. Don't go to the Gobi Desert in June or July. Yeah, or the cons <laughs> will get you. Yeah. Genghis Khan as a evil death worm. Yep, <laughs> the great, uh, the great emperor god worm. But do go you. see those Naga fireballs and try to find the the military people who are shooting. Yeah, and if you have a good wreck for uh, like East Eastern mythology, like encyclopedia or something, yes. that'd be cool. Because I'm sure I agree. These are uh, in books. Yeah, they're probably just more scholarly than are easy to look up. Sure, for us. yeah. I mean, I looked on, like, the scholarly places that I could, but, like... Yeah, with, I mean, they're, with the, they're, like, actual books and not, yeah, like, yeah. online. Um, I mean, I get books from the library, but, like, the I, I think just by my search words, they were not, like, very accessible. Like, mm-hmm. even when I do, like, a general, like, Eastern mythology, monster, whatever, it's like... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you guys know any of any books... Um, We'd love to hear about it. And I have some for this that I didn't use that I might do another one for eventually. So we can learn more about the other places. And I'd love to do more about, like, um, like my friend from class was talking to me more about, like, uh, Indian mythology stuff and, like, specifically, like, her branch of Hinduism and, like, her god and what they do and everything. And I would love to talk more about the mythology from different places. Yeah. Oh, and I want to say here at the end real quick um, – when, you know, when we say, like, mythology, we're not, like, discounting that as, like, it's not real or, like, that people don't believe it, you know? So I feel like the Western term mythology is often used as, like, oh, things people used to believe or, like, crazy stories that aren't real. Mm-hmm. And uh, It's like a, a lesser religion. Yeah, and that's not how we're using it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, Christianity is mythology. Every religion is mythology or has mythology. Mm-hmm. It's part of the mythos, you know, yeah. in general. The the MCU so. is the mythology. Exactly. Like, everything is. So, we promise, with utmost respect, we're talking about these things that we, if you believe in it, we like it. Which I think we made pretty clear, actually. We'd love to believe in your monsters. They're the best. Mm-hmm. They're very fun. Um, you can email us at hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. You can check out and rate or leave a review wherever podcasts are sold or <laughs> listened to. Not or so, bought. Not, or not actually sold. Whomever you have. Yeah. Um, and you can donate to our Patreon um, like all these wonderful people have. Like... Kathleen and Caitlin and Ashley and Lorena and Josh and Gami and Sadie and Natalie and Natalia and Daniel. And Daniel. Yay. Thank you, everyone. You're so great. We appreciate the support so much. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. We wanted to get a little more Eastern with our scary times. Our scary, spooky times. Because guess what? The whole world is terrifying. (laughs) Guess what? Everything is terrible and scary. Everywhere. Everywhere. All the time. You can't escape. Anyway, we love you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Happy holidays. (laughs) 